question, sir? Pecan pie. You're easily impressed. No, that's not the. This isn't even the movie. This is something else, but has to do with an asteroid in space, and we're drilling. But anyway, welcome to Enterprise at Eight, gentlemen. This is Live Long and Podcast Star Trek Enterprise Rewatch Series. It's been over twenty years since tonight's episode, Breaking the Ice, Breaking, Breaking, Breaking the Ice, aired. But we are just getting started. I'm Jody Simpson. Apparently, I've had far too much caffeine today, and my <laughs> co-host tonight is no other than. The man, the myth, the beard, the legend, Adam Woodward. Hello. How are you doing, Adam? Greetings from snowy Burlington. Yes, greetings from snowy Ontario for the most part. Mm. Uh, well, at least lower anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, also joining us, Adam and I, of course, is our awesome producer, Live Long and Podcast's very own, Dave Mater. Hello, hello. Yes, uh, I'm easily impressed, and I'm ready to hear to talk about Enterprise. I'm easily impressed. <laughs> and I, oh, wow, that's an intro. Just like how anyway. that Vulcan was like, you're easily... Because he's like, hey, have you ever seen those Vulcan EV suits? And he's like... Yeah. You're easily impressed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, of course, guys, who could forget? The person that started the petition to get Captain Archer Day with a banner and everything. Kevin Millard. Yeah, I am definitely not easily impressed. <laughs> I'd like to thank you for your transmission. Are we are we are perhaps foreseeing what your opinion may be? No, no, not necessarily. Oh, okay. All right, that's good. Anyway, tonight's episode, guys, is Breaking the Ice. This is the eighth episode in the series Enterprise uh, from the first season. Uh, Trip discovers that T'Pol is transmitting secret messages to a Vulcan ship, which has been tailing Enterprise for weeks. And Captain Archer must rescue two crewmen from a crumbling... Comet, and he doesn't have Bruce Willis, guys. So what are we gonna do here? Gonna, uh, well, you know, you could also think about, uh, you know, do we have Robert Duvall? If you're gonna go with Deep Impact, I think That's the better right. the of better the two one. movies. The better one. Listen, you know? we're not gonna get into this argument because <laughs> clearly both of you are wrong. Yep. Anyway, let's let's right, get Armageddon is not is is the is the inferior of the two. But, I hey, totally inferior is it? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but they just landed on this comment, kind of the same in the same style. But uh, you know, uh, but I I have to like we got we can't bury the lead here, Jody. Um, Travis right. Mayweather as a shuttle pilot, he again drops that shuttle into the ground upon takeoff. <laughs> Didn't, he Didn't he just do that? Didn't he just did that? He is literally the equivalent of giving your teenager the keys to the car. Like, yeah. he's like you don't do it like it's such a bad idea let mayweather drive anything because i thought he grew up on ships like yeah. he did but he never be drove at them he never apparently. landed he never this is the thing he's the best at he's supposed to be the best at this he can yeah. fly but you just can't land yeah, yeah take yeah, off he's really good at he's well and you know what you're on a big ice structure i guess the first thing you should do is shoot off those thrusters seems like a fantastic idea <laughs> but anyway what can you do <laughs> Anyway, this is, as I said, with our little banter before. Uh, oh, here we go. We already got. Oh, look, Sam's already here from Newfoundland. Awesome. 
Awesome, Sam. Nice to see you, uh, as always. Uh, it's going to be officially an adult in two weeks. Hey, good for you. It depends on how officially adult you mean, though. Like, officially you can drink or officially you can buy a lottery. If ticket. it's official, you get, like, a ribbon. Oh, okay. Uh, Fair enough. Oh, oh, and we're back on that quote again. Uh, a three-hour tour. I got to get back to you on that one. I got yeah, a lot of... I got to get back to you on that one, Sam. In the but, fire at the moment, so... Yeah. Um, uh, Sam always always asking us that question, but... Don't let me we'll forget, though. You, 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 you know, if you stay you know on it, one we day it will happen. You, it yeah, will manifest. Yeah. Sam's going to be 18. Well, happy birthday to you, Sam. We yes, appreciate it. Birthday. Adult. Voting age. For sure. Adam, I want to build a snowman Woodward. Yes, it's true. Adam does want to build a snowman, I'm pretty sure. And that was not reference to the snowstorm. It's more this episode. Yes, of course. Which we'll, Icy of course, relations with the Vulcans. Gentlemen, uh, oh. here's another episode where we do not trust the Vulcans. But in this case... I think what's really good about this episode, which obviously we'll get into more detail, is this is more of a character a character development episode than it is an actual event episode. Like the stuff that happens in the episode isn't all that exciting, uh, but the the characters, like for instance, you you see the first reminiscence of Trip and uh, Trip and Paul's relationship starting. Um, stuff like right. that. And you also they were rubbing to... each other with the oil and the germ with the the, 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 in the that pile. was completely for bio detox reasons. That, I would say the seeds were planted there. <laughs> <laughs> I planted some seeds for sure. I don't think uh, he planted any seeds there. I, that comes no, later. Not yet, but that comes later. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Pecan pie. Pecan pie. <laughs> Maybe that's what he calls it. Anyway, it, it is what it is. Uh, anyway, I don't. I want to know how you guys feel about this because I hated this episode the first time I saw this episode. I thought it was stupid. What, I, did you, what in particular did you hate about it? You know what? I hated the whole sequence with Archer talking back to the the uh, the children. I hated that entire oh. sequence. I thought it was stupid. Um, but you know what? Now I appreciate it, and I understand why. So it's one of those things where you know, I guess maybe the more times you see it, the better it is. Uh, but let's get your thoughts, Adam. First up. And apparently I have dogs fighting in my house. So so did I. That's why I was on mute. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, there was really good parts of this episode. And I really liked the the, the Vulcan human relationship again. I think to Paul again stood out. Um, however, there was some parts of the episode which we already touched on. One of them was the whole trip to the asteroid, which I didn't love. Um, yeah, Mayweather and... Um, um, not Travis, Reed. the other Reed. Reed, thank you. Are are a little bit goofy together. I don't know if you guys have noticed. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like Reed is actually having fun with him where he doesn't have fun with anybody else. And that's something that does seem to keep happening in the show. Uh especially the second season. I remember a lot of it in there. But uh, we'll I, I feel like they left the ship and went to the asteroid and <laughs> got to play. It and especially when they built the snowman. Well, I think Reed is also happy when he gets the blow shit up. And I think that's kind of what his thing is. Like he, he really wants to blow stuff up. Like that's kind of his goal in life. I'm almost positive. That's what he signed up for. Like he's literally like Starfleet. Well, can I blow shit up? Okay. He wants to make snowmen. Yes. He also wants to make snowmen with, uh, with Spock ears on them, which I think is also great. Uh, but if you notice, actually, the one thing I like about that scene is that they put the Spock ears on after Archer tells him that he's be they're being observed. He's like, who's the sculptor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you know what we watched here. Let's go back to Vulcan High Command. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll take it right down. And then he does it. He doubles down on it. He, he, he goes more here. So yeah. Reed is Reed is this interesting kind of guy to me because he's like middle management, right? He's like in the he's he above is. the ensigns. So when he with yeah. like with Mayweather and Hoshi's like, listen up, ensigns, like I'm yeah, the smart boss. Your here. ass up, yeah. But then around the others, he's kind of like, what's what's going on, sir? You know, yeah. like, I don't get another. Why, why are things getting shot at? <laughs> Yeah. Right, yeah, so he's, he's he's a weird character that doesn't really develop hard until probably the Makos come. I think is when you start seeing him in, in full light. But yeah, anyway. like I think like I don't know I what to make of him long term. He's kind of like this loner kind of a guy. I think is what he kind of. Yeah, he almost to me reminds me kind of of um, in a way Bashir. He's kind of outside of everybody else, but like, no O'Brien. He's not O'Brien. No, he has no. he has no O'Brien. Like Bashir has an O'Brien. No, yeah, I don't. Well, I read. think Mayweather is kind of his O'Brien, but well, then you are, in trouble. you are in trouble because Mayweather can't hold a torch to Miles Edward O'Brien. <laughs> well, <laughs> I completely agree, and there's no statues of him either. But uh, you know what can you do? Anyway, uh, Kevin, what were your thoughts well, on this to begin? This episode's it's pretty good. It's uh, it's boring, but. Uh, but good. Like, uh, you're right. It's more of a character development episode. I got to say that scene with the them talking to the, the kids, though, I thought at the beginning of that, I'm like, oh, that's a neat idea. Like, we'll find out about the ship through this, right? And then... We did, it, though. You're right. It just goes so long. And then I get angry at... I Like, irrationally angry at Trip for... For continuing to stop it, because I just want it to be over. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the same thing. Like the apology tour he goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you have to look at it from Trip's point of view. Trip Trip is on this ship because he wants to see new things. He wants to like rock this engine. He wants all this stuff to happen. And it, it's his and, and, and he's doing all this dumb shit he doesn't want to do. And it and it's just it's driving him nuts. And yeah. that's what I like about it. You know, but about that scene though. I mean, we, I guess we'll talk about it in a moment, but it, it was very like, if you ever watch them talking from ISS or a shuttle, I mean, it was all the same questions, even they didn't yeah, even yeah. modify it. It yeah. was, but we learned but some he, things about the toilets, which but is we learned we that from learn. the ISS. <laughs> uh, <laughs> question, sir? But, but they take, but they take the waste and, and they make it into boots. Yes. Boots. <laughs> They're literally it, wearing shit boots or food. We didn't <laughs> talk about amazing. that. Yeah, they didn't. Have, well, they had the protein resequencer. I think it's you know, what's it resequencing. Uh, you know, it's oh, oh, Jody's gone now. We lost our host. Uh, well, Adam, you're up then. All right. So, Dave, how about you? <laughs> what, 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 uh, what 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 subject were we on exactly? Just on the, the episode? episode itself. What'd you think about it? It's really kind of a like a dull affair, mostly. Yeah, I think it's its most notable thing is that it kind of furthers along this Tapal yeah. character arc with her whether she should get married or not. Uh, beyond that, like none, it's kind of just goofiness. Uh, you know, just like this whole like let's make a. a a video for the uh this like the, the kids but it's only funny now that i kind of know these characters a little bit more i think because this is so early in the series you know and they're, we don't, they're not as endearing as they probably could be it's like 
uh, I think they do a good job. I think it's funny. I think Flox is kind of funny. He's like germs. Do you know how many pathogens are out there that can kill you? That could live in space. Oh. It's you know. So there's there's some good funny uh, dialogue here and stuff. And he was stuff the one stuff. I liked actually. <laughs> yeah, from from that scene, I realized that Flox should read audiobooks. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I would listen to any audiobook where he was reading it as Flox. I am Doctor Flox, the ship's physician. <laughs> He's got a good voice. Okay, so the episode started off with uh, the crew in the in the mess hall, I guess, you know, eating dinner, and Trip has got pictures from his nephew, I think it was, in his class, and showing, uh, you know, Flocks, and Flocks looked quite amused with these pictures, and then he calls to Paul over, hey, to Paul, what do you think of these? And she doesn't look so amused. Mm -hmm. um, however, makes a crack about one of them, I think. Um, but the, the the scene for me in this this whole or the, the thing in, in this whole this scene for me is when the captain said you may have noticed that we are not at warp anymore, and please go to a window. And I'm going, oh my god, this sounds like I'm on a a plane. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a pleasure cruise. A Look out the left window. <laughs> Over the left wing, you'll see a comet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Archer's comet, never discovered before. Didn't he sound so? pleased with himself he was very oh, happy he's like that's one big ball of ice i gotta tell you yeah it's he was yeah he was really into it um this, i'm, I'm this starting big to think thing that really this show isn't that bad i just uh, they the casting of the captain was just bad <laughs> i just every time he's on i can't stand him he, he's so he, he very much lectures you know not even like even in like yes he does lecture but in like that scene with the Vulcan, he starts doing this like sing songy thing that sounds weird. Like he's just, he's just awful. <laughs> yeah. He's just not charismatic and he's like, there's nothing endearing about him. And so you're constantly like, Oh, what's with this guy? You know, he's, he's going to sort of succeed despite himself and the rest of the crew I'm, 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 I like, or I'm yeah. sort of ambivalent to, but he, he, I just don't think he works very well. Uh, he's the way they write him and the way he plays him. Um, because you know, comparing to all the other captains, he sort of takes a lot of the worst traits of them all and puts it into one. But I like this episode, like, I like to Paul in this episode or her story arc. I didn't care about the asteroid at all. Um, <laughs> neither did she, you know, she she was so unimpressed. Vulcans yeah. don't. Think we're gonna care about this. This is what, this is what are you stopping for? It's, this is a big space rock. This is what we're gonna look at. And then but you I, know it was so funny. What about again, Archer? Why don't we tail it for a few? And he said, I was gonna say a few hours, no days. <laughs> <laughs> days. <laughs> Why not? I guess like you know, it doesn't seem silly to me either. Like uh, you know, it seems like a uh, what else are they doing? Like, you know, I guess that's true. What else are they doing? However, I just think you know, to Paul and, and Nurture so far apart in this whole thing. And, you know, she's like, not only is she unimpressed, she's got the, you know, the Vulcan unimpression. Like, you know, you can tell that I, she's. Yeah. I, the part I don't get about it is that this, she's the science officer. This is literally like a scientific mission. And she's and not curious at all. This is nothing to her. Like this is, this is, like an inconvenience. That's it's right. even it's something like... that the Vulcans don't know much about. It's got this element that Vulcans don't know much about, and still she's like, eh. 
Whatever. She's like, we've only ever detected trace amounts, but whatever. It's a big dumb space rock, and Vulcans think it's dumb. Why are you bothered with it? It's, 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 sorry. She's she just you know looks at these guys. I I, I can just if she did show emotion, I'd be like, oh my god, the biggest eye roll that you'd ever see across the top of her head. Oh, she's funny. Jody, what do you make of that? That 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 she was this was a scientific endeavor, and she's the science officer, and Tapal couldn't be bothered too. This was this mission was not getting her up in the morning. So the whole point of that is to signify the fact that she is still on the Vulcan side right now. <clears throat> so, the, you know, if you look at the end of this episode, the end of the episode clearly shows that she's starting to change, right? Um, and it's signified by obviously what we'll talk about later, but the. I think the I, obviously the whole whole thing is like kind of stupid because she's the science officer and she should really be okay with this trace element that they barely know anything about. But that alone, that part alone, should be like what but, the heck. But that also shows the fact that the people who seem to think that the humans are are arrogant and all that are just as arrogant, and they're just arrogant in a different way, right? So I think right. it's supposed to show the the balance between the two. So at least that's my interpretation that, of it. I, I think that's what this that's whole smart, episode but... is about. I mean, they usually yep. they usually show the humans change or like like Archer changing to Paul's mind, but this yep. time it's Archer stomping his feet at the end, like I don't want help from Falcons. <laughs> yeah, and to Paul convincing him that he's being a child, which I enjoyed that. Me yes, too. <laughs> yeah, me too. That was that was probably anytime when to Paul basically like kind of you know shoves shoves something down his throat i i love it because like because at the beginning he is a dick and he eventually does progress really well especially in the second and third season i think is where you really start to see his character go better but um you know again we're still we're only what eight episodes in guys so you have to remember this is character development and this is something that star trek you know everybody talks about star trek having great character development but it really doesn't in a lot of in a lot of the series like tng barely had character development like until season it was four. until yeah until about season four i think you're right yeah and when you think about that at least they're starting it which is something that we can't say about pretty much any other uh with the exception of maybe ds9 uh ds9 had some decent character development near the end of the first season uh but you know to me i think this is this is actually writing you know even though i can't say it's the greatest writing in the world but why this is, is the why first is- one that isn't beerman though why is the captain of the of Earth's first warp five ship and like this big deal? Why why is why are we starting so low? Why is like what you couldn't get a better guy? Um, like I, I think <laughs> you, you don't forget the his father's influence that you you can't yeah. uh, nepotism. He, he, I think yes. there's nepotism here. Oh, yeah. Like oh we gotta For get sure. our, we gotta get this archer. This archer name is important. So we gotta yeah. the legacy. And you know I think it's like the early space days. You know here on Earth is. <clears throat> there was a group of core people that came up and did the initial missions, you know, you know, whether just going around an orbit one time and then going to the moon and then doing more, but it, it was a, essentially a group of 20 guys, you know, that, that went from start mm-hmm. to finish and then before the, the program ended. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think uh, it mirrored that a little bit too, because, you know, we made another captain later, a couple episodes on who I yeah. found very interesting. And would have liked to have seen more of that, but that's the sister ship, right? Yes. Yeah. Columbia. Columbia. Yeah. So, so we came back out of this. So, you know, 
to Paul's basically dismissed this. And then the next scene, Jody, is they're back in the mess hall. We've already talked about the first time in the mess hall. Oh, <laughs> they're yeah. back in the mess hall, and she's grabbing some green tea. And, yep. you know, Tapal's very fit and, you know, takes care of herself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she can see, you know, then Trip again. He's going for his beat camp. Dave, please. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, Dave, I am disappointed. Pie. That one should be right on your button. We're going to say that a lot. I was, I was, I was getting the picture while of him yeah, eating oh, the pecan okay. pie. I'm going like, to excuse you this time, Dave. But, yeah. But, you know, he's like everybody else. He just likes he likes his food. He likes to, you know, I mean, even the, he paired it with milk. Why not? May not be good for the body, but it sure is good for the soul. But we also learned in this scene, this scene is a lot more pivotal than people to realize, because this scene also tells us what Tripp's favorite things are and how T'Pol is now going to establish that. And she's mm-hmm. going to she's going to embrace those things, uh, which means that we already have some sort of relationship starting to brew, which I think is yeah. nice as well. So yeah, she's trying not to notice them. <laughs> well, I don't think she's not trying to notice them. I think she's just she's just going about what she normally does. Vulcans don't believe in talking during during food uh, yeah. or eating or any any sort of consumption, right? So yeah, it, but, it makes I mean, perfect sense. She she's also joining him. I mean, that's a yeah. open door in itself. Yeah. So she's starting to progress. Which mm-hmm. it, it, again, I know this is foreign. But this is character development in the first season of a Star Trek series. I know it's weird, but let's give it a try. Tony, I don't just—I don't disagree with you. It, <laughs> oh no, I'm not like, trying to be condescending. I'm just saying. You know, I just is, find she is very funny. You know, when you look beyond, just because, like, it's like when we were talking about Spock, like Leonard Nimoy yep. is—it must have been very difficult to act in oh, these yeah. roles. Like, you, yeah. you can't. Like, the outtakes must be hilarious because they—they they, they have to burst into laughter at some point. You know what? She probably holds it better than even Leonard Nimoy did. And Leonard Nimoy is, he did fantastic. Like, and you know what? He oh, did he bring a little bit of, well, of course, but you know, obviously when you're, when, you know, when you have the milestone, I guess, I guess you can kind of do that right when you, when you're at the beginning. But it, it, but I also think he did bring a little bit of humor to it and a little bit without even really trying. I think he did. And, and she's, she's definitely going to do that later on. Later on, she gets way funnier. Uh, which is more interesting, I think. But so here's my question: How do we feel about Trip and Tabal? Kevin, oh, actually, shit. let's start with you first. If Trip and Tabal end up getting together, which at this point is going to happen, but you Obviously, don't know that I know yet that already. Yeah, yeah, yeah you um, know that. But yeah, as a first-time like watcher, does I it like make it, sense actually. though? It does make sense. Um... Because they really started as polar opposites, right? Like he he didn't have anything to do with her, right? Um, and even a trust was still here in this. Like there was still a trust issue in this episode, uh, hence the message and him having to decode it, right? Yeah, but he was ordered to decode that. He wanted that to. He brought it to his attention curious. to begin with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and then he like he did the right thing. He told her that he wrote it or read it. And she responds emotionally because Vulcans are emotional. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got the. I got one of her. Her uh, re- response was pretty good. I have more letters in my quarters. Would you like to read those as well? I love that line. <laughs> that line is so good. But she's Vulcans just like not, she's, would, she's ripping them, them, but not ripping like them. Some it's other great. time, maybe, or, <laughs> or yeah. something like yeah. that. <laughs> well, and later on, you know, we see him show up in her quarters, and he's like, "Oh." I've never been in here before. You know, it's like, it, you know, it's, it's almost like a gateway, right? 
He's like, this is a fire hazard. Um, I, I earlier when he was like about to confess to her, and he's like, oh, and he's, he's talking about the candle. Totally by mistake that you weren't very proud of. No. Like, no. no, I've no. never done that. No, no. <laughs> never, never even occurred to me. But I, 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 eventually, she's just like, "Would you get to the point?" Like, yeah, like, I got other things to do. Like, I was just dealing with this ensign who I was trying to train to do something, and you interrupted me for no reason. But anyway, I think um, I think the relationship makes sense to me because the actors have a good sort of chemistry together like they do yeah they play off each other well i think they're about the only ones honestly in the crew that even have a chemistry at this point they address uh, it too in this episode they're like what if two people want to date are is dating happening on enterprise and he's like well if two crew members like each other they can but you know there's not much room here people are sharing bunks and whatever so. uh the word gets around kind of thing yeah so but uh yeah like it I agree with you, Kevin. I, I think it is. I think it's a good relationship. I think it's going to end up seeing you're going to see more of it later on. Uh, the thing I like about their relationship, it never gets really gushy gushy like it does with some of the other relationships and mm -hmm. some of the other series. That's because uh, you get no which, emotion. It's fantastic. Yeah, it, it, it really is. It's it's kind of a, it's it's almost like Spock dating. Like it, it's like you're like, oh, he's with that girl. OK, well, OK. I guess <laughs> yeah, you're like, all right, well, fine. I guess, you know, but, you uh, can tell that, that, you know, she craves contact and, and, and a connection, but she doesn't have to have the over emotional yes. side of it, which yeah. is kind of nice. Yeah. There is a whole bunch of comments. I've been married for 25 years, by the way. So just, yes, just and, <laughs> and you just better watch what you're saying just in yes. case somebody Where might be. I've been married for yeah, some yeah. number of years. I don't even know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Let's not uh, let's not but, betray but that anymore. Jody, you forgot something that Tapal did, did as forget? well. <clears throat> she also acknowledged the fact that there's a mineral on the comet or asteroid or whatever it is that the Vulcans, you know, want have interest in. Yeah, she didn't have to do that. No, she didn't. And I think the whole point of that was to kind of give a foot in the door to Archer. Yes, it was supposed to kind of get him to start talking with the Vulcans, start trusting them more. Uh, which clearly nothing has given them any reason to trust them recently, uh, especially if point, we look though, at previous episodes. <laughs> but to your point, though, I think she's she is trying to bridge a gap as well and, and mm -hmm. open yes. doors for him, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's really what she's supposed to be, though. She is a liaison as well, so we have to yeah. remember that. So she uh, even tries to navigate that dinner, like for him. Like, oh, the dinner scene is something else. But <laughs> I don't think we're there. We're not really there yet, are we? No, because uh, no. yeah, I don't even know where we are because I got disconnected for a bit there. Uh, but uh, whereabouts we're, are we anyway? Kind of where all over the place. Oh, okay. Well, you know, people well, should we're, watch we're... the episode anyway. Like, I should tell you play by play what's going on here. Like, <laughs> come on, guys, watch the damn episode, oh, and then you the can point... understand what we're saying. Yeah, but the point where the uh, the the uh, what's the ship called? Timur shows up. Timur, yeah. 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 Okay. The so the Vulcan ship. Okay. Yeah. So the Vulcan ship tomorrow shows up. Which is kind of a cool point, ship, by the way. Very cool, actually. And they ended up, uh, they even showed that ship in Lower Decks, uh, or at least or one a version of that of class. It. Yeah. That class. Anyway, we don't know if it's the same uh, ship. We but... see it very right at the end, I think, here, right? They, uh, no, they showed it right at the, be right right at the right, beginning, too. Yeah. Right at the beginning when it first pulled up. Yeah. I'll see if I can. But they do up. show it at the end, but they show the ass have, end I... of it at the end. But anyway. It is yeah, what it I is. Have, I have a anyway, the Vulcans show up. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yes, that's there it. There you go. Yeah, very, very cool. But anyway, 
it's it, Dave with the models, just in case. Because you know. they were saying, "Hey, can we see those uh, those engines?" And they're like, "That's classified, man. That's yeah, I mean, yeah. classified." Well, actually, I think Trip said something along the lines of, "I'd love to get my hands on them nacelles, or something like that, or I'd like to get into those nacelles, or something." I personally, yeah. I think if he's in the nacelles, he'll die. Can we see uh, that tractor but... beam? He's like, "No, it's classified." That's right. Yeah, that's, that's later on, though. That's later on. <laughs> Don't give it away. Simon. Simon Pegg did that sort of, you know, like her ample nacelles as well. You know, he always made jokes about that. So, yeah, yeah, it's true. But anyway, the, so this this ship shows up and clearly it's Vulcan. And that is now rubbing Archer the wrong way because Archer believes that they're constantly wa watching over him. They're always babysitting him. Uh, so he's already got this idea that they're there just to spy on them. Uh, and then they... You know, during this process, you know, he exchanges a little bit of information with them back and forth. You know, oh, we're here to see the comet. And they're like, ha, ah, we saw that comet two days ago. You can't name it the Archer's Comet. What are you, stupid? But no, they don't actually say that. But that's what they implied, uh, obviously, because Archer was going to name it, I'm pretty sure. Uh, because I think Mayweather says it, doesn't he? He's like, oh, it's Archer's Comet. <laughs> because Mayweather's trying to get a promotion Most or something. boring comet in the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It literally is. It's 82 kilometers wide, though, guys. That's that's pretty big. That's I did big think guys. to myself, you know, a good captain would say, you know what? Who who found it first on, on, the, on the sensors? They should get the name. Not Archer, though. Archer's Not Archer. Archer. Yeah, Archer's Comet. That sounds like a good idea. Let's do that. And then he gets all, like, bummed out because, like, the, the Vulcans are like, ah, we saw it two days ago. What are you, stupid? You know, I think anyway. I think here though the Vulcans are are totally transparent as well because they say we saw that two days ago and but they were only curious because like Archer's they actually tell out. Archer we're here observing you. Yeah, yeah. yeah they said the that. They're like, we're, what are you guys doing? Looking at the space rock. And yeah. like, we don't, we don't, some humans you're not planning on landing on that thing and drilling it, are you? <laughs> we don't <laughs> give a shit about this rare comet that we know nothing That's exactly about. Exactly right. It's like, we're watching you, who we don't care about, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally why, like, it's like, why would you even have interest in this? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, what is exactly? What is the really nature? Like. You'd be like, the Vulcans are like, you know, you guys are kind of like dogs, eh? Like, we can just throw like a little bone out there and you guys can go chase that for a while. <laughs> like, I actually think the statement that the, you know, where he says, oh, we saw it two days ago. I think that's supposed to rub Archer. I think oh, that yeah. was the whole point. Right? Oh, yeah. It was a dick. Uh, so, yeah, he was being a dick and he was a dick even throughout their dinner later on, uh, which actually is the scene behind me now. But was uh, he? So we're way ahead was of he time, just but... being Vulcan? I think he was being a little extra Vulcan. I think it was a little bit too much. Yeah, I think because the Vulcans also know diplomacy. Like they're not. Or they do in the future. Maybe they learn that from humans. No, because they had diplomacy in first contact. Oh, that yeah, happens before this, right? right. So this particular Vulcan, he wasn't. He's a bit of a dick. Humans. Yeah. yeah, he's a bit of a dick. All right. Let's he was probably there. ordered yeah. to observe. And didn't want to. So, and of course, Archer is all up in arms because of this. They have their little tossy-tossy, you know, my ship's bigger than your ship, whatever. But anyway, it's, so he ends up saying what, you know, their idea is, oh, you know, well, we're humans and we haven't seen anything this big and we're going to go down there and we're going to have a look at it. You know, you're welcome to join us, you know, and the guy's like, no, nah, no, nah, we're just going to hear, we're just here to watch you. It's fine. He's like, uh, we've yeah. seen lots of comets. Yeah, they're literally like the parking authority of the of the galaxy. <laughs> like, that's really what they're at. They're like, oh, you're going to stay in that red zone for a while? Oh, okay, no problem. We'll write you a ticket. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things. So anyway, at this point, then somebody notices, which I think, who was it, Trip? I guess Trip was doing 
maintenance or something like that. And he ends up seeing what appears to be some sort of hidden message or something like that, a transmission. And then for some strange reason, Hoshi tells him that it, it, it was a transmission that was an actual message. I don't know how the engineer wouldn't know that compared to the translator, but anyway, that's, that's fine. Uh, but anyway, she sees it and she's like, oh, well, it'll need to be decrypted and all that. And it's like, oh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's Vulcan, blah, blah, blah. And then, so then they end up, I guess they end up what they end up translating it and then trip finds out. Right. So yeah, trip finds out the information that we don't know yet. Uh, we, we don't find out until later on, but essentially it's a letter basically saying that the arranged marriage is she's been given an ultimatum to Paul has to come back to Vulcan. Uh, if she doesn't come back, you know, there's going to be consequences for that. Uh, so she's, she's stuck, right? She's, does I, I she think... go back to her arranged marriage or does she stay on enterprise? And I think this is an important episode for her realizing that his integrity, he, he didn't tell anybody. He didn't report it to the captain. He told her what he saw. And then that's where it ended. And Vulcans are very private. They will really respect that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's exactly it. And I think that that is this. We're now at stage. No, no, actually, that's one thing that was nice to see about Archer because Archer well, he's like, said, he does ask, but he says you he can goes, order was me. It? Yeah, he goes, you can order me. You to don't tell want you. to. Yeah. Yeah. No, he didn't really press it, it is what I'm trying to say. He, right. He, he left exactly. it alone. Which, if you think about a couple episodes back, Archer, Archer would be all up his ass about it. So at that's this true. point, even Archer is starting to progress a bit. He's starting to understand, you know, there needs to be a certain line. You know, I, I have a certain job to do. I'm not here to play babysitter to everybody or out on the ship. Or um, to intrude so. on her privacy. Absolutely. And it's a personal message. It's a personal message. Right? You yeah. can also tell, too, when when Trip tells the captain it's personal, like, he just sort of, oh, like, we, we made a yeah. mistake here. Why yeah. didn't she go through official channels, right? Yeah, because the thought was that, you know, she's <clears throat> she's chatting it up with the Vulcans again when she's already promised Archer that's not going to happen anymore. Uh, you know, I'm I'm part of the crew. I'm going to deal with you first, and then we'll deal with them if we have to kind of thing. So it's, you know, it, it's nice to see that, you know, even though Archer was originally thinking, okay, well, you know, there's something fishy going on, he then gets kind of the redemption of saying okay well you know what no i don't need to know about it it's personal uh and great you know she's not a snitch like i thought she was you yeah. know so that's that that obviously brings her up uh, basically she gets put up on a pedestal at this point because it's like everybody is happy with her for the most part well uh, this whole episode is why i think that this this whole thing is i think why she's part of the reason why she stays yeah at the end is because they did respect her privacy yeah as best they could i guess and and i feel like you know we haven't been gotten to the end yet but she feels like they they need her mm-hmm. to they survive. do need her though they do absolutely and, 100% and she is she has grown an affection for this crew especially trip is that your take dave yeah, I guess so. Uh, that she's she's kind of like they do need her, and uh, mm-hmm. the I guess just the the whole thing with her arranged marriage and everything else. What are the consequences if she doesn't go back? Her mom will be mad. Well, <laughs> the other family will be mad for sure. She's going to dishonor her family because, which does actually 
come up, I think, in a couple episodes from now, because they go back to Vulcan eventually. Yeah, this comes out. Like, this is going to yeah. play out, right? This and, does play out later on, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the other thing I was wondering about a lot was, like, what is the nature of, like, Vulcan and Earth's relationship, right? Because it's like, we're friends, right? Or are we frenemies? Or are we sort of... Oh, uh, I think we're supposed to be friends at this point, but... You know, I, I think they're they also feel that they need to babysit because we're new out there. We, you know, one false move and we're, you know, flying into a fucking planet like, you know, it, it's <laughs> like these guys aren't that experienced. And it, and it goes to show you that they're not taking things as seriously as like some of the later series do. Like they're making snowmen on a bloody asteroid like it's or a comet i guess you know they're making snowmen they're having a little bit of fun because that's what this is this is a mission that's of exploration this is the first time out these guys are all experiencing things new this isn't this isn't monotony star you know star travel like it it is in the later series uh you know like kirk always i always had the impression that kirk was kind of like ah you know Oh, another day in the office and uh, eventually one of these days i'll run into a green girl you know it, you know it was kind of like one of those things whereas these guys are excited to be out there. And every time they see something like, even you see the excitement right at the beginning, like Archer, like everybody, they're going warp 4.5 or whatever. And then all of a sudden they come to a, a halt and he's like, guys, if you're near a window, get your ass to a window, you know, on starboard, there's a bloody, there's a bloody comet there. We can see, you know, like he's excited about it. He's like a schoolboy, and you see most of the crew, most of the crew get up and they're all excited too. And they're all running to the window. So it's it's a different it's a different mentality like when we look at the original series kirk's already an established you know a star established traveler this isn't the first time they've been out right like he's been out previously and various other things but he's gone out farther now but it, it's still the same idea right also no windows on the enterprise that's true yeah this enterprise <laughs> the inside. Windows. they're all decorative on the outside uh, I, on on the 1701 uh you know they they didn't There's really. There's a few, but not They're many, green yeah. screens, but whatever. What can you do? Uh, uh, Jody, just yes. to add into that. <clears throat> Always. You know, I think that the Vulcans feel a sense of responsibility also because, again, it was their first oh. contact. They do. I think they have, like, you know, what was interesting about Enterprise, especially that first episode, is that they'd been on Earth for 100 years or whatever the timeline was. Yeah. And they've been mentoring them. They've been coaching them, you know, and here we are now. We can't hold them back. They're like kids. Can't hold them back anymore. We got to let them go to space. Yeah, we got to so, let them ride the bicycle. Right. <clears throat> so they put one of their trusted officers on the bridge. And from time to time, they send one of their command ships to right. check, check it on them, make sure everything's all right. See if they need and, anything. And like an, any 18-year-old kid, you're going to be yeah, pissed I, off when dad shows up. I, I call yeah. my 17 year old and say, where are you every so often? Like yeah. it, 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 it's the same idea. I guess. So I don't know if it's, you know, um, malevolent or, or patronizing. I think it's just, we want to care for their, their uh, growth in, in, you know, star, star travel, I guess. Well, yeah. And I, almost I, get I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. I think, I think this, this Vulcan captain was, is annoyed and yes. doesn't like them, but I think he's That's ordered nice to, assist to make He's sure like, they're why do okay. i have to check in on humans like right come on. I gotta but, but that's another thing too is that you know you've had like a a, a group of probably vulcans who have been on earth for 100 years they live a long time and there's not a lot probably known in, on vulcan about earth and the people so now yes they have these images just like stereotypes probably and they've been sent in to check on them from time to time so yeah. this guy there he is right there yep 
So, and you know what? The, I, I don't know the name of the actor that played this, this chap, but he does a great job. Like he literally is just so bored. Like he, he's, you <laughs> kind of get the impression he's bored all the time. Like, yeah. That dinner was very awkward. It felt William awkward. But that was the whole point water. Yeah. Yeah. No, we just drink water, you know, and he's got, you know, there's I dinner. His I iced tea because he's always got yeah. his iced tea with him. Apparently. He's uh, that asshole that comes for dinner and has already eaten. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't he's that guy. <laughs> he's that guy. What a jackass! But anyway, yeah, I already know. ate. So he's just looking at the food in front of him. He's like, "It looks yeah, good. exactly." <laughs> but you know what? It, it's it, I I I like the dinner dinner scene, even though it is really awkward and it, it's it's hard to watch. But it it definitely portrays exactly what's going on because Archer is he's trying to be as nice as he can. And then he just straight out goes full on dick right at the end, which, which I like because at that point you are going to lose your patience. But this guy, the guy who uh, Dave just showed, he, he literally is just, he, he's just there. And I think you're completely right, Kevin. I I think he's bored. He doesn't want to be there. This is a boring, monotonous assignment for him. And you know, this is, this is beneath him. And he really tries to portray it. He's like, I don't know why I'm even having dinner with you. Like, why am I here? He even says during the dinner, I have little interest in humans. Yeah. Here's my question. He's he's the babysitter that doesn't want to hang out with the fucking four-year-old that wants to play cards all the time. What do Vulcans have an interest in? Apparently nothing. Oh, the Bolians. The Bolians. Bolians? Well, the uh, uh, Andorians. 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 They definitely Andorians. have an interest in yeah, the Andorians. aliens mixed up. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Andorians, but um, it's okay. I thought it was the same one too. And then I'm like, yeah, like no. What do Vulcan, <laughs> Vulcans don't like? What do they spend all their time doing? Uh, science, meditating, science, of lighting, spiritualism, candles. punitive spiritualism, <laughs> achieving colonar, achieving colonar. There you go. You know your rebellions will only lead to punitive spiritualism. <laughs> There you go, exactly. So, you know what? This is again. What did he swear? What did that guy swear at her? What do you think? What do you think he said? He was like, you know, get rid of them filthy humans or something. I don't know. Was that like a slur? Do you think he said something bad? It was probably a slur. It didn't sound good. No, it it sounded very picking up on tone. Yeah, just on the tone alone, you're like, nah, he's not being nice. You know, like this was like that could be like, may you have a very nice dinner party later. Or how did you get this gig? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, it might have been like, why are you? I pity you for having to deal with this or something. It's probably more along the lines of how do you deal with their smell? That's probably (laughs) what it actually is, (laughs) more than anything, because they do bring up the smell for like two. The smell must be intolerable. Smell must be intolerable. So, but or intoxicating. Well, it depends. Maybe Maybe. (laughs) he smells like pecan pie. Well, and there is there is an episode. I don't think it's in the first season though. But there is an episode where T'Pol's like, "Yeah, I don't use the spray anymore." Like, you know, it's she gets used to it, I guess. But anyway, but yeah. So anyway, the drilling happens, and you know what? The drilling, other than making snowmen twice, uh, there's not a whole lot going on on there. Um, you know, we have Reed and Mayweather being, <laughs> and then Reed gets all excited because he gets to blow something up. He blows something up. They make a core sample. And then of course, Mayweather breaks his knee or something because right. 
Mayweather does two things really good, guys. He knows how to crash ships that are already landed, and he also knows how to break shit. Usually himself. Yeah, this is like this whole thing where they have to hobble back to the shuttle. Yeah, and he's like, this would be way quicker if we weren't wearing the suits, and then Reed's like, we'd freeze to death, you jackass. You know, it's like... Yeah, this is, yeah. I was like, this whole like buddy, buddy, buddy thing going on right now is not fun. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, I did. It was like it looks fine like, visually. And I'll tell you, these cracks on the 4K TV, they were not fun to look at. Yeah, the the, uh, the CG cracks were not a lot of fun. But this scene it, looks good. But the other ones, this particular bad. shot was all right. But like most of this, it was just like, okay, get back to your shuttle, and then he like he tries to take off, and again, I, I talked about it already, but he sank right into the ground again. Yeah. They're like he doesn't know how to take off. Like yeah, at this point, parts. the transporters are more are safer. Yeah, than getting. In a we don't use the Mayweather. transporters a lot in this show, Kevin. If you if you yeah, have transporters, you're not going to get a lot of them. I don't think they can afford to lose a lot of shuttlecraft either. No, no they only no. have two. Yeah, this so. thing doesn't look too like um, sturdy. I gotta tell you, what, the it shuttle. Looks, it, no. It's a very crude elementary version of a shuttle. Yeah, which I I actually like. Um, and how quickly did they take off those suits when they got into it, too? Uh, well, they, the suit, they just took off this part, though. And then he started they taking They couldn't off wait the to get that thing off. I got to tell you. They, uh, they, I was they, like, leave your helmet on for a are minute. You, are you insinuating something, Dave? I'm insinuating that, like, they're in trouble here. and they. Uh, Kevin's know. grabbing the bottle. We know we have a problem now. <laughs> but anyway. So anyway, yeah. So this whole thing, this whole crash scene is good. But it, it does. It does get us to where we need to be which is archer and his refusal to have help from the vulcans uh so they use their grappler which is literally the most useless thing in the world i don't know why they have it but it is part of the spec of the enterprise um apparently even even the uh, 1701 had a grappler i didn't realize that but they never used it no, they, they it's like the dumbest thing ever oh, we're gonna hit it with like a magnet uh two grappler. magnets Two magnets, yeah. it's like one hit, one miss. He's like, well, it could probably do what it. What should do? And he starts to pull them up, and then they get caught on something, because, like, who could have saw that coming? And then, you know, at that point, that's when the Vulcans chime in, and they're like, oh, by the way, uh, you guys need help with anything? And then Archer's like, I don't need your damn help. And, you know, and in fine form, Archer risks his two crewmen. Yeah, yes. he holds on until he's like, well, they'll, she's like, they'll die. And he's like, but you know die. what? I, 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 I'm glad they did this because at this point, this is where T'Pol jumps in and T'Pol yeah. basically says, you know what? You really have to, you have to progress. You have to, yeah. you know, you, you have to evolve a bit, uh, which also shows that she's learning that as well, um, which obviously we see with the last scene. But the, you know, at this point, she's basically telling, actually, it's literally happening behind me right now, but she's basically saying to Archer, Look, you need to ask for help. This is a much better option. They have a tractor beam. They can make this happen in two seconds. We're done. Bada boom, we're going home, right? So anyway, Archer kind of, you know, grits his teeth a little and he's like, you know what? Fine. And then he asked for it, right? But to convince him to do it, she has to tell him that it'll irritate the Vulcan captain. Well, she's got to use a little bit of a mind fuck with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If she didn't say that, he would have been like, nope, those crewmen can die. (laughs) <laughs> she, she's like, actually, you'll win because you'll be admitting that yeah. he, he was wrong yeah. about you. Yeah, so. you'll you'll win because clearly you you are smarter than him because you used reverse psychology. Ba-da-ba-doo, you know, 
Scooby Doo ending. Anyway, but, strong scene. I, I I think that's it's. I really you know like what? It, 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 it's again. This is character development, and this is something that I like to see. Um, it doesn't hurt to have it once in a while. So it's you know it's that's that's why I originally didn't appreciate this episode. I remember when this first episode when this episode I first started playing it, I'm like, oh shit, it's this one, and I'm like, oh this is gonna suck. And then as I'm sitting here, I'm like, you know what? This actually makes sense. This is actually a good idea. Uh, except for the classroom scene. The classroom scene's a little too long. Uh, I completely. I liked it that. at the beginning. I just thought it was too long. Like, and I, I like the, the idea concept of it. Of it. And I like the fact that they went around to a couple different people and talked, but, and I get the whole reason why they got trip because trip, the whole point is to show that trip is kind of, you know, he's like, he's feeling it's like he's poop, a bit worthless at this point. Well, yeah, and it's his like, nephew's class. So he's got to talk. Oh, is it his no. nephew? Oh, question, <laughs> sir. Yeah. A poop question, sir. Well, I but like anyway. it because, excuse me, you get, um, you, you hear about the Vulcan culture again, you know, it, and it really almost links into, the original series with you know where they toyed with it with spock you know yes and you saw you heard about the arranged marriages but do we ever hear about it again i don't think we did no no and <clears throat> so in voyager you do have a connection going here yeah in voyager we heard about it yeah you're right a little bit like just just yeah. a remark here or there yeah with, but, uh, but I, I thought tuvok had like you know he referred to his wife as more of a a, a, re, a good relationship there was nothing yes you know, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But and she's well, and she mentions early in the episode, I've only met this guy four times, but it's it's very much like the, you know, uh, you know, how the old Indian marriages worked, which was, you know, arranged marriages and, you know, it benefits both families and all that. Um, so we kind of get the idea that maybe that's what they do in Vulcan as well, is that this is a, a normal tradition. But she's really pressed here. And in a way, it makes sense because she she's she's worried about the fact that she's giving up essentially her faith or her. Um, you know her heritage, uh, which that's a big deal, right? Like that's a that's a massive deal to. Well, it's uh, still a big this... deal even in um, original series time, yes. because you because Spock's father is so upset that oh yeah that Spock would not go to the Vulcan Science Academy that he would join Starfleet, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you still see this same prejudice in Vulcans going forward, and, and that's I think I think I said it last week, but I think you really see how stubborn and obstinate the vulcans are like they're yeah. not they're not perfect by any means and that but that's one of the things i liked about this series was the fact that in all the other series we kind of get the impression that the vulcans are like really not fallible they're yes. they're, they're pretty smart they're very intelligent and they always do right and we're now seeing the opposite side of that or at least how they used to be Right. Which is which I, I like that. I think it's fresh. It's something that I would have loved to see a little bit more. Even uh, we don't really focus much on the Vulcans past. Uh, I would say probably about past the second season. Uh, we have obviously new enemies to deal with and stuff like that and all that. But we even have the Borg and stuff at one point. But the or at least a pre-made version of them. But it, it's overall it's it's. I, I like the fact that they did bring that in. And that's, again, I think that's part of the reasons why a lot of people really dislike this series is because it mixes things up a bit, uh, a little too much for people's familiarity and for their liking. Right. Um, so I think that's w one of many reasons why they could hate it. Uh, you know, clearly there's other reasons, uh, but um, you know, we, I think that's one thing that we're all getting out of that as well. At least I don't want to talk for anybody, but I myself for sure getting that out. Uh, but Overall, we now we we end it we end this show with the uh, this episode with one final scene, which is to Paul 
going for a piece of pie, pecan pie, which is very subtle. It, it's a very, we didn't have to go nuts about it. We just show that she's eating something that she literally 20 minutes ago in our time uh, basically said, no, that is completely useless. You don't do that. There's no reason to do that. I have a figure. It's just sugar. It's just sugar. <laughs> sugar she said. But she's embracing the Mostly fact that sugar. maybe she's missing something. Right. And that's the thing that I like about it is she's exploring that. And she's actually starting to get curious about something. Yes. Turns out it's pecan pie, not comets with rare uh well elements, this isn't but you yeah, know, this hey, isn't pecan this pie. <laughs> <laughs> well, who can resist pecan pie? Let's be honest. Uh and that's a good looking piece not of me. pecan pie. That's gotta be at least two thousand calories right there. Like that's, oh yeah. That that that's thing's right. that thing's succulent to the point of it's that's it's a exhausting. real piece of pecan pie. Yeah, that's that's one that you sit down and you you think that you might have to go to the hospital later. It's like a like, butter tart, right? That's some uh, that's a very big butter tart. Yes, but yeah. yes, essentially the same idea. Lots of sugar. Uh, lots. Yeah, of that's not logical. Nope, not logical. But that's the whole point. Is we're seeing her character now progress a bit more, which I, which I really love. And actually, she ends up being one of my favorite characters in this show. Um, her and Flocks are my two favorite characters in the show. Yeah, so sure. far, hey, hey, definitely by more. But... By the way, uh, I think Flocks also has very good chemistry with most of the people he interacts with. On yes, true. Yeah, oh, yeah, which I which which gets back to the, I think the reason why Archer picked him because Archer needs somebody that's going to be able to deal with everybody. Yeah, and well, he Flocks has a doctor, kind of he that. Yeah, he he's got that personality though that really does kind of everybody is kind of it. Well, Flocks to him i guess is uh maybe maybe that's a pun there does, uh, does he become more important going forward yes does he get more time in each episode yes. going forward okay good yeah yeah <laughs> they really tease him for the first season uh but yeah. he does get a lot uh like he's going on away missions and everything later on like he's okay. he he's i wouldn't say he gets to the point of the main cast like he, he's he, he's not always all the time like no he's, but he's very crusher-esque like he does have some very important things. Bashir doesn't really get to that point. Like the medical is Bones medical is really the only time. one. And yeah, but Bones was treated more like one of the three, right? Like they were the like the three stooges going down all the time, right? Like it, mm -hmm. it's it was pretty pretty normal for that. But Flocks, I think, definitely does progress a little bit more later on, yeah, That's for good. sure. Uh, but he's more of a he's more it's more like Crusher, though. He like yeah, he's yeah. brought in for certain reasons, he's not just there all the time. Like right. he's usually when you see flocks later in the later episodes, it's because he plays a good part in the actual event. That's so he's not like yeah, he's actually he just hangs sick, out. On the he's bridge. actually uh, in sick bay most of the time, unlike McCoy. Yeah, he McCoy, actually is a doctor who does his job. That's <laughs> what what it is. Paperwork, come back doing it. <laughs> he's smart. Yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of jobs, guys, Adam has one. I and have that one job. The fun facts. Oh, look at that, Dave. You are spot on right today. On it. Right on, on it. Cue it everything. Yeah. Good job. Good job. All right, guys. Let's get some fun facts. So uh, a couple things. This is um, this is the first episode of Enterprise that did not have Rick Berman or Brennan Braga writing. Yes. And, thank and God. I did notice that when I went to update the spreadsheet and it was... Which when you noticed that there was some character development, well, it was like it was Rick Berman and Brian and Braga for every episode till this one. Yeah, exactly. yeah. They they need to sort of let go. You know, I think that you know, I mean, it still had four seasons. I mean, this is a pretty good show. So, um, you know what? I was disappointed. I'm going to say this right now, Jody, because I never did it yet. I, when this ended, 
after four seasons and they announced it just before they should have started production. I was especially when you hear what was going to happen in season five. Yeah. 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 There's we'll get into that when we get closer to season four. But yeah, there was a lot of stuff that was uh, like they already had. They already had pretty much all the scripts for the next season done. And there was some awesome stuff in there. They could come that back ended up getting and, reused. Like, they could come back and like do them as like uh, cartoons or something. Some of and... some of the episodes did get reused. So I, I will say that they could some easily do like Enterprise the animated series, make it canon, just like Star Trek the animated series. And um, it's well, we're only eight episodes in. I don't know if I want that yet. All of those yeah. actors are still alive. Kevin's could... still hanging in, so you know what we're doing. We're doing good. There you go. I'm getting into it. Okay, anyway. This episode features the Timur, which is the first major Vulcan high command starship seen in all of Star Trek. Um, I don't know what that means exactly, because all of Star Trek, we've never seen a command ship. We've never seen a Vulcan ship like that. Like like um, not a command oh, ship. We've seen a lot of the like Marauders We've seen like little like defense things. There was like the three that like the Romulans destroyed, I think, in that one episode. In Unification yeah. part two, I want to say. But yeah, beyond that, not much. Yeah, but don't weren't those like the garbage ships they had picked up in some junkyard or something? Maybe. Yeah. They weren't they weren't like the top of the line ones. But it's yeah. cool, like how they there's like these really like long, sleek arrow looking ships. It is a great looking ship. With the, with this like circular thing. What's that? What's going on with that? Like, well, and the funny Vulcan. thing is, if if you actually reminds me of Battlestar. Yes. You yeah. know what it actually reminds me of? It reminds me of Obi-Wan's ship from uh the second uh well i guess well aside from the circle the, the fifth the fifth uh well no because he when he does when he does in star wars when obi-wan uses oh he goes away he leaves that in space yes when he, when he uses the thing that's yeah. that's his like warp gate thing right so yeah. it's it, it kind of reminds me of that which they might have stole it from because that would have happened before that it's good so, though it's interesting yeah so and anyway it is what it is yeah I, I actually um, think this episode was nominated for something, but maybe... Yes, actually, I've got that coming. Um, however, okay, this episode effectively begins a T'Pol Tucker personal relationship. Yeah. And its title is thus a double entendre. Mm. Yeah, breaking the ice. Yeah. <clears throat> it's the first time that Tucker enters T'Pol's quarters and the first time she shares a personal information with him. Yes. The pecan pie she has in her quarters at the end of the story is the first time T'Pol is seen to eat amb- unambiguously human food for her own enjoyment. Though she didn't eat it, it was there. However, would have been awesome if she had just been picked it up like a pizza <laughs> and just eaten it with her hand, <laughs> just like toddler. Did. You know, just I'm just trying to right in. Too. Uh, <laughs> Vulcans don't touch their food, right, or whatever. Yeah, so. they don't touch their food. So, so it, while this this episode was nominated for an Emmy Award for the outstanding special oh, visual God. effects for a season a series in in 2002, but it lost out to the pilot episode Broken. So the pilot episode of the exact same series. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> They got imagine it. losing to the other crew <laughs> that did the other episode. <laughs> That's gotta suck. But anyway, yeah, I'm sure there's Vulcans don't though. touch food with their hands. They don't touch food with their hands, Dave. Uh, the bulletin board that was into Paul's quarter, seen in this episode for the first time, features a set of blueprints, which seems to be the bridge of the Enterprise. Kind of interesting. Oh. Well, I guess that would make sense because she's got to establish herself. So where's my chair? Yeah. Right yeah, there. she's like, "Where's my chair? And who's that? Who's that dude that sits at the front that doesn't seem <laughs> to do anything? And he keeps breaking shit." Oh, that's and why weather. didn't they build okay. a wall between the ready room and the rest of the you know? There the is room. a goddamn wall, guys. There's a, there, it closes it's a, it's when they a need it. Divider thing, There's like a little you're divider at a thing that slides in and out. It's in the blueprints. 
It's like, like carbon. It's, it's like a curtain, yes, but it's an actual wall. You can just hear the, the curtain ring. Why are we so across. pissed off about this? That's what I want to know. Because it's stupid, Jody. They just had a different room. It's the first ship, guys. They didn't know they were going to use a ready room all the time. It's not like they they were like, oh, there's going to be a guy named Picard, and eventually he's going to have every goddamn meeting in there. Aircraft carriers have ready rooms. I mean, they should just, you know, go for it. They have a ready room, but it's like a conference room. Like, it's. They're having a conference. It's around a screen. It just happens. I need a ready room. I'm going to have a ready room in my house, and I build one. Good. I want you to build a ready room, and it better have a curtain. Yes. Anyway. (laughs) I'll leave you with this. Uh, According to the prop requirements, uh, this episode called for two different heads for a snowman. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, that's true. There was two different heads. Two different heads. And and I take back my original comment, by the way. I take back my original comment because, you know, you think about, the again, the the Apollo program and Mm -hmm. when, you know, we got to the moon and, and they were hitting golf balls and jumping up and down. There is a bit of playfulness. That's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think that was actually well represented now. I, I, well, I even if you it. look at our astronauts right now, like they're playing ukuleles up there and, or, or wearing, and every so costumes. often they're throwing M&Ms around like, and, and wearing gorilla costumes. If you saw I mean, that, even oh, yes, I've seen that. they're having string quartets all the time. It's yeah. Just like like later on, it gets really more. shitty. Like later <laughs> on, they're like, they're like, let's do string quartets. Like let's do it. Yeah. Let's do like five hours of this. You get hey, boring when you have a holodeck at your uh, at your disposal at any time. I don't know about mm-hmm. you guys, but I'm telling you right now, if I wanted to live between living on the Enterprise, like this Enterprise and living on the D, I don't know if I want to live on the D because there's a lot of concerts, like a lot. You don't have to go. You're not forced it, to attend yeah, unless you're a bridge like officer. It's a big shit. They're almost ex- if you're a bridge officer, they're almost expecting you to be there all the oh, time. Yeah. Especially but when Data decides decker, to do another damn... Uh, Shakespeare play, or oh, you're a lower decker. You spend your time in the holodeck. Yeah, that's right. But there's no holodeck on this yet. They don't have that technology yet. They've seen it, but they don't have it. All right. So I'm gonna hand over to Dave for our ratings. All right. Okay. All right. Let's get to the ratings. Sorry, guys. I was like, maybe I have a holodeck quote, but I don't. Uh... <laughs> we, we 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 sound trumped him. You sound trumped me. Okay. Breaking the ice, Jody. What do you want to give this? You know what? I don't want to go too high on it because I think there's a lot of faults in the episode, but it's also a good episode that establishes good character. So you know what? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a eight. I'm gonna still give it an eight. It's not bad. Adam, I'm sharing that eight. I I I started off lower at the beginning of this episode, and and once again, talked myself into liking it more. So um, I have that problem too. Eight for me. Yep. I'm going. uh, I'm going a little lower. I'm gonna go seven point five. That's barely lower, but all right. Yeah. Kevin's always the one that I'm always interested more about. Yeah, like it's it's up and down for me. It's a boring episode, but it also does. But not really for me. It's just some I I just gotta get over Scott Bakula, I think. Um (laughs) we all do. I I never will. But I know it's so tough. I'm gonna give it a a seven and a half as well. Uh, It's good. I I was entertained. So that puts us at a seven point eight. Yeah, this has a 7.2 in IMDb. Um, it's rated higher than Terra Nova. Well, Thank that God. ain't hard. <laughs> Still, Terra Nova episode. is the worst episode of the season. Okay. okay. Who, you said this is a T'Pol focus episode? Oh, for, for sure. Totally. This is mostly T'Pol, yeah. yeah. T'Pol and Trip, actually, really. Yeah. yeah you could actually say, well, we don't, don't get you can too You say wrong, almost everybody, really. Vulcan. 
Vulcan. Small trip Vulcans and humans. Here. I mean, anyway, so leave it, leave it to apparently Hoshi's not really on this ship anymore. Who? What's that? Hoshi. She's not really on this ship oh, anymore. No, she she was there to to uh, <laughs> figure out that there was a transmission there for some strange reason, which I don't barely know in this. Why show the far, right? chief engineer of the ship wouldn't be able to figure that out, but apparently he couldn't. So I don't know. I think they're trying about. to figure out what to do with her right now. In this, this right animal. now they are. Yeah, they need to meet on, some new aliens or... that they don't understand for her. Oh. Oh, that's coming up. Don't worry. Yeah, but like, there's uh, a lot of aliens in this show. Actually, they hadn't really had a dedicated communications officer since Uhura, who didn't like if, didn't if, do anything you know, either. In the original series, like Kirk and Spock are talking most of the time, so yeah. like everybody else barely. Well, they gets... haven't hit a desert planet yet, so that's the biggest <laughs> problem. Once they hit a desert planet and they got somewhere for her to dance, then we're good. Jody, what comes <laughs> after this episode? Uh, that's a very good question, Dave, and I probably should have paid attention to that. <laughs> so let me find out. Rumor has it it's called Civilization. It is Civilization, Dave, and I believe that is actually, if I remember correctly, that is actually a Hoshi episode. Why should we have a prime directive? I think this is the episode we started exploring. I think that. this is the episode. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, well, that might just, be interesting. Let me just bring it up right now. Um, so Captain Archer and his crew disguise themselves as aliens while on an exploratory mission to an Earth-like planet where Archer enjoys the company of a female alien. And spoilers, she's not green. Neither are any of the aliens that Kirk goes after. That's true. I know it's such a such a stereotype that doesn't happen, uh, but I, I think Hoshi does have a pretty good part in this episode, from what I remember. It's been a while. Here it is. Ball screen! Ball screen! Yeah, this is like it's a pre pre industrialized civilization of about five hundred billion people, and they beam down and observe, and they dress like them and everything. So, and disguise themselves like them. Where I think is where Flocks comes that's in. That's a big. That's a big swing. What's that? They went from doing comets to observing like a whole, like doing like covert anthropology. Well, they found good. out that it's tw- good. If they, they get- found out that the 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 comet wasn't all that exciting, Dave. So well, they fell into a hole. Archer so, thought it was pretty cool. Well, Archer fall of ice. Cool. He said, "Well, yeah, look at that for sure. We might as well follow it for a couple days." Now, you know you, what? If you're not looking out a window, you better look out the window for the big. Comet. But I Dave. Mean, Deep Space Nine went from whatever episode is before the Muse to the Muse. That's oh, true. yeah. That's true. <laughs> that Muse was a... Oh, God, that is a terrible episode. I don't know how anybody continued to watch that show after that episode. Anyway, Dave, you know what's cooler than an asteroid? What's that? The other things that we do on this on this uh, channel. On this channel, like we talk about Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Exactly. At nine-ish, every Tuesday nine-ish. night. Yes. We got new episodes. Every well, we're talking about them all in order. We've been doing this since 2020. Now into 2022, uh, we are starting season five tomorrow with uh, Apocalypse Rising. Nice, the great episode. That is a good episode. This, we did this season five, I think, theater, is probably too. one of my favorite seasons of of DS9. There's a yeah, lot the, of good episodes. The best season. is yet to come uh, here on Star Trek's DC. What's the name of the? What's the name of the? Lounge dude, Vic Fontaine. Vic Fontaine. Fontaine. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, he's coming up. Um, yeah. Lots to come. Dominion War is going to be happening. We are now getting into the thick of it. We 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 have we have gone through the sludge of the early seasons. Uh, I like to call it. I like to call it battle battle Cisco years. 
Yeah, like where <laughs> it's gonna get real. Um, yeah. where it's gonna be like Commander Fire Torpedoes. Like there's gonna be a lot of stuff like that. <laughs> wow. Um, so D Space Nine at nine is every Tuesday. Uh, we talk about the next episode, and then uh in the new episodes, we are right now talking about Star Trek Prodigy, mm-hmm. uh, which is continuing its first season. Um, we were talking about the newest episode, which is gonna be called A Mock Time or Time mm-hmm. Amok. No, it's called Time of Mock because I'm a mock time. It's gotta be Time of Mock Time because a mock. Yeah, yeah it's a backwards. Is... Anyway, on Thursday, January twentieth, we're gonna be talking about that. Davin Scalehorn, Jessica Chan, and I uh, covering the newest episode. Uh, as right now, Star Trek Discovery's fourth season on hiatus. I've been talking about that with Adam Woodward and Michael Chan. Adam Woodward, weeks. I know that guy. I'm oh, yeah. missing that. I'm, I've been missing that for the last three weeks. Yeah, it's been gone. Well, I've are I've been you, feeling. Are you that seriously with saying you have more fun on that show than you do with this one? <laughs> They're equally good, Jody. Yeah, that's right. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> They're There's different. A dad right one, there. <laughs> one more time. One's a rewatch. One's I feel a, like one's a Kevin's going to be the new co-host. Yeah. Um, and then also coming. <laughs> so Pro- Discovery will be coming back in February, as well. Star Trek Picard is going to be starting up its second season I'm in February. I don't so know why I'm excited that. for that, but I'm excited for that. We, it's coming for better or worse. I I've know, been honestly, it's I, I have been rewatching the original, and I, I have too. Actually, I started eight, it because of you. Eight, eight episodes or nine episodes in now. I'm not hating it like i did the first time I'm in, around i'm three episodes in and at this point i'm not hating it are you liking that theme music the, the intro music you know what i like the theme music, i don't mind the intro i don't, I don't mind the intro yeah yeah i actually like the intro visual wise though because it really it really shows you the, the man <clears throat> becoming a fracture of himself and then kind of building himself back up again but, but cool. the characters on that okay wait, that's another 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 yeah, thing this is another about. that's another we're gonna question. be coming into star trek picard we're ready to talk about it people i think uh, we're going uh, back for that one anyway adam and that's coming so up barely all, contain ourselves we can barely contain ourselves so all kinds of new and old star trek coverage podcasts where we react to the episodes talk about what we thought to it also we do star trek radio theater on uh, a sporadic basis right now i even the edit i have started this edit for the star trek first contact we did at the end of december i've been hearing that edit. for like a month now um i know but but i it's i you know i got i was ill and then I, you know bouncing back and i started yeah, the edit it's a lot it's it's not it's tedious the you know what, dave i i i i worship you sir you you, you but, do a but, lot thank you but thank you sir likewise but like it's uh it, i it's going to when i i'm telling you when i put this thing out it's going to be amazing because the uh, end product is always I'm going worth back, the wait guys i'm gonna let you guys know now are I, you I, planning I, on putting it out for the 40th anniversary of the, of the no movie, i'll have or? it out this month i'll have it out oh this okay month good, sure. good yeah um and uh <laughs> i went back and i reconned all the the data data stuff i just did you emphasize them and make them the volume i, I just made them all data i just went, went i i, I, I went, oh. they, they will so it will, it's because it was like oh this didn't really work uh so the yeah, that's the know, that's the fun part about yeah. post-production uh is you can take those out so it's that's been that's been fixed anyway so uh and then we have other stuff going on like trivial debates there we go uh we got davin scalehorn hosting the next episode the january episode will actually be oh in we got a confirmed contestant now do you yeah we have chris seymour we moved the data out for him i might just Can we not mind. get a better picture of chris seymour no there uh, there does not exist that is the best picture of chris it's seymour a good picture but like <laughs> it doesn't really represent him correctly like yeah he's <laughs> a goofy guy but he's not goofy all the time well he's if you he's frozen in a picture he is I guess so. Right. You know, I, I can only hear Chris on the golf course in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you meant to do? That was Dave, very that good. good. 
Dave, like, I don't know how golf works, but that's not, that wasn't All I can shot. tell you, the most fun I've had playing golf this year was being in the party behind Dave Mater. <laughs> <laughs> because the amount of cursing I heard was incredible. Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes, you know, you have a good days and you have bad days out there. It's true. Um, it's true. But I might just golf throw my hat in this uh, trivial debates ring. because. Why oh, oh, if you're going to debate, I think I might debate against you. Oh, oh then you're going to you probably go. win. We uh, might have two but, confirmed guests right now. Yeah, there you go. So when is that? February I'm 6, not going to eh? tell you February who I'm going to root for, though, because I'm a fan of both of you guys. So. Uh, I well, won't tell I, you who I'm rooting for. But you know, I, I'm not sure for to have Davin be the judge because that guy is like out hard ass. Yeah, yeah. Commander, commander. He knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows his shit. I actually, I was listening to the the one that Ashley uh, did over on his channel, which I'm sure we're going to plug in a minute anyway. So this is relevant. Oh yes, and uh, Locutor's a track. You should check out his uh, Davin's Star Trek channel. Locutor's a track. Great, great uh, podcast. Uh, trivia. He does uh, challenges. Ke- Kevin's different... Kevin's wife just whoop, sorry. Writers' room eyes. podcast yeah. pitches. He's got all it kinds was, of different uh, segments. It was a, it was a fun episode to listen to. The trivia was great. Yeah, I, like I cleaned it. up over there. The yeah, Trek you, you did win. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I guess I shouldn't give that away, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Dave already did. Oh, did he? Okay. okay good. Some, yeah, it was either Dave. I didn't ruin it, Davin. It was him. It was good. It was really good. Uh, so check out Locutors Attract. Check out uh, uh, check out Davin's other podcast, X Rated, the X Men the Animated Series Rewatch podcast, where he's been going through episode by episode. He's now moved that into Tuesdays, I believe. And uh, Super Mater Brothers podcasting will be coming back in February. Uh, I, I think our first thing is going to be Big Brother Celebrity Three, which is going to be starting up in early February. What about the Gilligan's Island podcast? I know, I know, Sam, it's coming. You know it's what? Coming. You could do two episodes in one. That would really move that along real quick. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 well, yeah, I was like, how many episodes? It was there. Was, someone told me it was like three seasons. Episodes. Yeah, I was. You like, try to do one. one. It's three seasons, but that's when they did like sixty episodes a season. I was like, like I got it. too many shows going right now. And yeah, like, we gotta, we gotta. You know, you know what, Sam? We we gotta we gotta get rid of some of the backlog here. I have to get rid of a show before I get add one. So it's uh, but but yes. happy birthday, Sam! On what was it, Jen? 29th oh, yeah. of January. So on the 29th of January, which I don't think Aquarius. He's at Aquarius. Yes. Aquarius. 29th of January will be next Saturday or no, two Saturdays from now. So a week, a week yeah. from. Uh... Yeah, to your point, though, there's 36 episodes in season one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like they, that's there's when a lot. They did like 40 episodes a season. I would something. have to do, you'd have to do like 10 episodes as one podcast. If you started uh, that next week, you would still not be done. By the time we done this thing, yeah, it's good. We'll and get we to it. It's on the list. Through. It will, it, it will be, it will remain on the list indefinitely. Um, and also check out Eamon Mater's podcast, which he does under the pseudonym Sam Jerka called "Let's Talk About Fighting Games," where you can find it on Spotify, wherever you listen to your audio podcasts. I like um, fighting games. Yeah, you want to talk? And about yet, him? I've never been asked to be there. I don't know. I don't know. You got to talk to Sam Jerka. What can you do? Anyway. All right, that's it. I think do it. That's um, it. All right. Thank you, Dave. Okay, thank you, thank you, Jody. Thank you, Adam and Kevin, and thanks for being with us. And what do you say, Jonathan Archer? We miss Earth, but hearing from you makes us all feel a little closer to home. Strong. Captain Archer, out. Wow, we even had that extra bit there. Out. Oh, thank you.